The Ask the Dog Guy podcast is brought to you by the Power Steering Dog Training Collar, and not to mention a wonderful companion and good pairing, the Easy on the Hands Dog Leash. In this episode, we have a Pressa Canario that is starting some pretty serious fights with the two dogs that live under the same roof. The background information on this dog, uh, well, we're going to call him Dozer, but that's an alias. He's a uh, Pressa Canario, a male. He's about 18 months of age, and uh, the age he was when purchased, we, uh, we don't know. Dear John, I currently have a one-and-a-half-year-old male Pressa and two pits, male, eight years old and female, two years old. As of the past week, my male Pressa has gone at both of my other dogs when there is food within close proximity or when we're in the family room and the two dogs get too close to me. Before these recent events, this sort of behavior has never been an issue. He went through extensive training as a puppy. In addition to you, I am contacting another trainer to go in for a fourth round, but I was hoping maybe you had a solution to this. I have resorted to socialization times as well, but when there is no food around and they aren't in the family room, the three play around like they're the best of friends. I'm really confused. Heather in the USA. This isn't uh, as uncommon as you might think. I do get a, an awful lot of, a disproportional amount of male um, inquiries about um, the Molosser breeds. They're becoming more and more popular. They have over the last five to 10 years. Uh, breeds like this, the Pressa Canario, the Conocorso, that kind of dog. Because the, these dogs, I mean, they're guard dogs and uh, um, their hard wiring has been selectively, they've been selectively bred for certain characteristics. and. So if you looked at dogs and you said, okay, uh, if dogs were cars, like a golden retriever is like a minivan, well, these dogs are a little bit more like a Ferrari crossed with a uh, dump truck. Um, they are, they're pretty intense dogs. In, in my opinion, they're not pets. Uh, they, they should never be treated as a pet. Doesn't mean you can't have it as a pet, but your mindset has to be, this is my now hobby, and this is my hobby for the life of this dog. Um, so we're gonna kind of circle back to that here, here in a bit as, as we go along, as I kind of cover uh, some of the points I've made here um, in my notes. So, uh, like I, I've wrote a few books about different breeds of dogs, uh, and uh, there, there's one in particular that is for um, uh, like Pressa Canario, or another one for the Conocorso. And basically, it, uh, the, it's the five most common mistakes you could possibly make, uh, and how to avoid them, and uh, and end up with you know a, a dream dog. Uh, but uh, you, you really can't go the route that people typically think uh, qualifies as as dog training. And uh, um, there is no, like in, in companion dog training, they, they take us to these silly classes and we do geometric patterns around pylons. And, uh, uh, and you know, you do a level and you do level. In this case, I, I, I think uh, Heather said she's, oh, where's my notes here? I think, uh, yeah, going for a fourth round of training and now he's, so it's that's not the way training works. Uh, that's the way amateur dog trainers do it. But uh, you'll definitely start to see uh, problems in uh, behavior if you take that route for these breeds. With other breeds, like the minivan breeds, you're still going to have problems with behavior. It's just that they're goofy. These guys can get dangerous. So what we're, uh, uh, we're going to look at here is a, is a few things that I noted. One's the dog's age. This is almost always the age that I'll get a phone call or an email or an inquiry for an appointment. Um, 
somewhere between 18 months and three years of age is when people start to pay the piper, where they find out, oh my gosh, I haven't been really exposed to real dog training. I've done my best, but um, why am I having these problems? Like again, with the, the golden retriever, there people go, well, I come home from a walk and one of my arms is longer than the other still. And uh, when I say come, the dog thinks come means if you got a minute, check your day timer and he won't stay still at the door. And I got to open the door like I'm naked because he'll run out if I don't. All of those things um, are where, uh, where the dogs move now into adulthood. So most dogs, and I would suspect this dog, are raised by their hormones and their genetic programs and not an actual loving authority figure using a template that nature has put into place for higher order social species for millennia. So um, the uh, resource guarding is sort of a manifestation of here's what happens uh, when we don't do what we're supposed to do. My, uh, my dad used to uh, uh, periodically uh, uh, get ahead of resource guarding. We had I had three siblings. He'd say, "Look around the house. Everything you see here is mine. You just get to use it." Where you go? That's um, it's it's an ongoing. Like we, we when we see that there's a fight over something. Well, how the heck did they get the idea that that was their food to protect or you to protect? It's the way you live with the dog. So. That's a big thing that's missing in companion dog training in general, and boy, you certainly see it in the uh, uh, with these breeds, particularly the males. Um, so, uh, I'm going to send a uh, uh, well, send. I'm going to link to a, an article I wrote about resource guarding. I think it's uh, resource guarding in a nutshell, and it, it'll kind of explain all the reasons this could possibly happen. But in this case, um, part of it's hardwiring. Um, but but a big part of its relationship. It's not him understanding this is my house, you just live here. And it is far more complex when you've got more than one dog. Because when you live with one dog, you often will not see uh, these levels of problems, these sorts of problems. Uh, but living with one dog, if uh, there's nothing, no comp competition from the fight with stuff over. It's just you and them. And so they may resource guard towards you, but it just seems to be far more likely when you add a couple other dogs in the mix and you live with them in a way that you love them to death. And I will bet Heather loves these dogs to death, but I will bet dollars to donuts. If I said to this dog and the other two dogs, what do you think of Heather? The dogs would go, oh my God, we won the, lo we won the lottery for dogs. Uh, it's unbelievable. She's a great roommate. Um, that I don't think that these these if she's pursued what is called training, it's not her fault. It's the it's I think it's the way that we embrace dog training in North America. So anyway, uh, she says he went through extensive training as a puppy, and I'm saying I'll bet he didn't. And and puppy's not right. We don't just get supervision and diligent guidance when we're puppies. Uh, it, it, we. Uh, when, when we're little kids, the first one-third of our lives, high, high involvement. Uh, we're keeping kids safe and fed and clean, and we're teaching them little things all the time. And uh, there, there's all sorts of wonderful things that go on as far as relationship building at, at, at that point. These kids gets older. Uh, where are you going? When are you coming home? Who are you going to be with? What's the phone you're going to be at? Mom, I'm 14. Don't you trust me? Oh, well, we could talk about that afterwards. But answer my question before you leave. Uh, there is ongoing, hands-on, constant reminders from birth to young adulthood in every species. In dog training, they don't embrace this. And so we end up with 
delinquency, juvenile delinquency in, in, in this case. So um, I, I suspect that there really hasn't been what I would call training. And, and I, I, you know, I, I know I'm the minority there, but um, I've done this for 30 years full time. And uh, um, I'll, I'll also link to an article on dog trainers. Um, you know, a lot of dog trainers have, they give themselves little special titles and stuff. And this is kind of like how to look at a dog trainer and find out whether they're marketing, uh, how do they say it, whether they're talking the talk or they're actually can walk the walk. And trust me, it's hard to find a legitimate dog training, dog trainer. Uh, the methods that they use are either this all positive all the time, ignore bad behavior, reward good behavior, and give the dog a treat and all that kind of stuff. No species on the planet does that for anything in humans and dogs or humans and uh, other animals for teaching tricks. That, that, that's what that was intended for. Um, you know, Skinner's works kind of got the ball uh, um, uh, moving there, but it, it just, dog trainers took it and thought that's dog training, but it really doesn't pan out in teaching how a, teaching a dog to actually exercise their suck it up muscle. Like a treat for me would be $50 bills. So any of you watching this video, if you're ever interested, uh, $50 bills would be a good treat for me. And you'd be amazed at what you get me to say and do. But somebody's going to show up with a $100 bill. And a press of canario, that can be another dog or another resource. And uh, that cannot be the leverage you have for influencing behavior, uh, of, I think, for any dog. But certainly for not this uh, um, caliber of dog. Uh, I'm going to link to... Um, uh, a, a booklet on uh, training methods. So uh, for Heather or anybody else, um, if you don't know, uh, if you want to learn a little bit about a lot of the mythology that we're sold about dog training and, and what your options are out there, um, it's a little booklet. On, uh, I, I think, uh, well, I can't remember the name of the title, but I'll put, the, put in the link. Um, if you're looking for specific direction on how to deal with this dog, um, I have another little booklet uh, that's uh, called The Beautiful Balance, Dog Training with Nature's Template. I think it's right now five bucks. I, 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 uh, I'm more interested in people undoing the mythology and learning a little bit more on what they're supposed to do. Ideally, if you could find a good trainer, somebody who's experienced and knowledgeable, I just think you're going to probably, if you read you know, that trainer article, that's free, or the little booklet, you're going to have a, a way to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff. And, and that uh, um, might help you not fall into the trap. But the other type of dog training I didn't mention particularly gets attracted to, to these dogs um, when, particularly when they start behaving this way, is more of a might is right approach. You got to be alpha, Heather. You got to be dominant, be pack leader, make them submit. That's nonsense, too. Um, that's the way. Uh, a bouncer behaves to change your behavior, but we're looking for something that's going to um, not, we need it to be uh, a relationship where the dog wants to do it, doesn't fear not doing it. And uh, it, it doesn't mean that there's not times when, you know, a, a, a parent says, look, I wasn't asking you, I was telling you. We've had this conversation three times. You're old enough to know better, unplug your Xbox. There are those moments in dog training as well, but you have to do things in the right order. And uh, I think you've got a lot of colors missing in the palette, and that's why the picture's not clear to, uh, uh, to this dog. So you've got that problem, and you've got the complexity of having more than one dog. And so um, they just got more to fight over. You'll see these sorts of things, resource triggering, um, could be food, could be treats, 
Uh, could be a toy. It could be who gets pet first, who goes up the stairs first, who goes through the door first. Um, it's what, and it's it's not um, across the board. It's whatever the dog whose nose is going to get out of joint thinks is important. So um, the uh, it, this can be dealt with, but you're going to have to take owning these kinds of dogs a lot more seriously uh, than we're led to believe we have to do. Not pets, they're hobbies. And the, the concept of training, uh, any dog in my view, but these dogs, remember I said uh, we, we, uh, we influence the behavior of our youngsters, dogs, wolves, apes, human beings, from birth to young adulthood. Um, in, in the case of the average dog, it'd be 18 months to uh, three years of age, and, and I would put the, the, the some of these big Molosser breeds a little closer to the three years of age, depending on who the handler is. Highly experienced handler. So I'm looking myself, you know what, I might go, all right, I got a pretty good idea what's going on, but I'd say two years. Um, if, you know, you're, you're, uh, um, you're, you're kind of learning, um, yeah, draw the line at three. And so then it, that's sort of um, highly structured, highly supervised. But these dogs, it doesn't stop there. You have to constantly maintain that relationship and their training and test it for their entire lives. These are wonderful dogs in the right hands. They're guns with brains in the wrong hands. And you'll find the average one that ends up in the wrong hands, particularly the males, they're not around at three years of age. They end up getting put down. They, the people can't find the resources to get them fixed. And the dog's too big and the love. So we don't want to get there. I think you got your hands full um, if you just had him. But with all three, um, uh, you, you really got a challenge ahead of you. So you've got the option of um, uh, like learn a little bit about training. And uh, then you can be a little bit more careful in selecting. Uh, you also have that option of booking uh, uh, virtual sessions with me where uh, basically we're, we're going to get a history on the dog and we're going to kind of find out what's actually been going on because I'm taking a stab at it here. So you have to take this with a grain of salt, uh, a lot of assumptions. Um, but we kind of put the dog on a specific program that's tailored for what's going on, where your handling's at, and then we... Uh, uh, we just keep doing follow. You take a video of you doing one of the exercises that I ask you to do. And this is what I think that dog training should be. I don't believe in this geometric pattern around pylons. I think what we should be doing with him is teaching him how to live inside a house. I'm not worried about outside of the house just yet. But uh, uh, what I want him to do when we hit the stairs, when we're at a door, when we're in a kitchen, those are things that will trigger a little more frequently and we can start small and build on them. And they're practical exercises. They, I mean, they have benefit, whereas... It's kind of hard to motivate yourself to you know, set up some pylons and go in circles in your yard. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, uh, this is probably going to be uh, um, uh, a video that's going to resonate with a lot of people with these kinds of, uh, of, of dogs. But uh, uh, hopefully you find that of some use. And uh, if uh, anybody's got any questions or comments, don't uh, hesitate to forward them. You'll find hundreds of free articles along with the store for my training ebooks and the dog training collar and leash that I often recommend for those dogs that have you coming back from every walk with one arm longer than the other at askthedogguide.com. I'll include links in the podcast notes as well. If you have a question for Ask the Dog Guy, that's me, John Wade, you can send your question and ideally some accompanying example video to john at askthedogguide.com. That's john at askthedogguy.com. I'll also include some links in the notes as well. 
If you found this or any of my other Ask the Dog Guy free resources of benefit, or if you'd just like to be a supporter of science and common sense in companion dog training, you can buy me the occasional coffee or a cognac, or maybe two, via the Buy Me a Coffee link provided in the notes.